Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, uh, we're on our eighth installment of the sermon series. Move forward. And today we're talking about you already got it. You already got it. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter one. We'll begin reading at verse 26. Genesis chapter one. We'll begin reading at verse 26. And it reads, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Now we know after that, we know God gave man, Adam, Adam, uh, an instruction not to eat of the, the uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but we know the tempter came. When the tempter came, he offered some other advice, and we're going to start reading at verse. Th- I'm sorry, at chapter three, verse four. Again, that's chapter three, verse four, and it says, "Then the serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that on the day you eat of of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil." Now. Let's look at it. Remember the previous verse I read? The word of God says that God told, said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness, after our likeness. Furthermore, the word of God says that so God created man in his own image. Man was already like God. But the enemy said, told Eve, that the, uh, the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die for God knows that in the day you eat of, of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Now, wait a minute now. Adam and Eve was already created in the likeness of almighty God. But if you notice here, the enemy is trying to suggest that they're not like God. And if they do something in the natural, something, they need to do something to be like God. They need to do something more than other, other than what God told them. You all, the enemy is, is spinning his same attack. He's doing the same thing, spinning our minds over and over again. He's doing the same thing even to this day. Think about it for a moment. How many religious antics, if you will, that enemy is always trying to get you to, to do something or trying to get you to to do something in the natural so you can be like whatever God told you to do or you can have what God told you to have. When God says in his word, you already got it. Remember the scripture that says his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. He's already done it. But the enemy always wants to give you or, or suggest something that you need to do to get it, to earn it in the natural. And what happens is you can't earn it. It's already given to you. You know, you can't get what you already have. I don't care how you put it. You know, I'm going to say it this way. I don't care what I do. I'm a black man. And it doesn't matter what I do at the end of the day, I'm going to be a black man. I can't change that. So why would I be go around trying to be a black man when I'm already, I'm already a black man? This is the same thing the enemy tries to use on us. And once again, if he can get us to to act in the natural, to try to go after, 
to try to obtain what God has already given us. He got us in a loop. He knows we'll never get it. We'll forever be searching, but we will never, never get it. Why? Because we already got it. Now, this only happens when we do not know who we are in Christ. When you don't know who you are or you're not certain who you are, the enemy can play these games with you. And if we look, oftentimes the enemy can be quite successful with it. Once again, he can only be successful with this or sell us this lie when we don't know who we are. Now, if you don't know who you are, it's because of one or two ways or sorry, one or two reasons. Uh, either you don't know the word. In other words, you don't know what the word says about you. You don't know what the word, what God says about you. You don't know what God says, who you are. You don't know what he said about you. Or two, you know the word, but you don't believe the word. In Hosea 4 and 6, it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Remember what I said? You don't know who you are. You may not have the knowledge. The word of God says you're destroyed because you don't have the knowledge. The enemy can continue to deceive you. Well, maybe you need to do this. Maybe you need to pray a little longer. Well, maybe you need to fast a little longer. Well, maybe you need to do this. He'll give you all kind of religious antics to throw you off because he knows you already got it, but he knows if he can get you to continue to work once again in the natural, you'll, you'll spend the rest of your life searching for something that you already have. And you know what? You'll never get it. And two, once again, you don't believe the word. The word of God says, once again, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because they reject the truth. The reject truth is you, they don't believe the word. Remember, it's either a lack of knowledge or you rejected the truth. Those are the only two reasons. The only two reasons. Now, this is dangerous because if you elect to reject the truth, then what else is out there but a lie? The only thing out there is a lie. If you refuse to reject the truth of God's word in any area, the only thing you can do is believe it is a lie. You can only believe a lie because you reject the truth. This is very dangerous because as long as you are believing the lie, I got to pray harder. I got to got to fast more. I, I got to do this. I got to do something in the natural to prove who I am. As long as we're in that mindset, the enemy has an open door access to our minds. Because the only thing you need to do, only thing he's going to do is whisper in your ear, well, you know, you, you, you ain't fasted in love. You know, well, you know, you didn't do. No, you already got it. You already got it. I reminded of a story. Uh, I heard this, this young man give his testimony. He said uh, he, he got saved and he, he was happy to get saved. But uh, after he got saved, he said something told him, well, you know, you can't be saved and uh, drive that car. And he had a very, very nice, uh, expensive car. Well, you know, he was saved and he said, God, I want to please you. So he sold his car for a fourth of the price. Now, let's look at it. He said he sold the car because he was trying to be saved. Now, wait a minute. He gave his life to Christ. He was saved. But the enemy convinced him that you need to do some more things 
so you can try to be saved. You know, no, you're not trying to do anything. You, you, no, no, you either are or you're not. But the enemy once again convinced him to sell his car so he can so he can be saved after he's all after God had already saved him. You all once again, this is the trick that enemy loves to play on us. Remember the word God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Now, to that young man's defense, he had just gotten saved and his heart was to please God. So he was able to deceive him. But you know what? He, he found out uh, he got some knowledge of the word and was able to turn all those things around. The word of God says Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Well, what, what, what is his redemptive plan? First of all, salvation. Salvation, and this is really key. Romans 10, 10, I'm just paraphrasing. If you believe your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, that God raised him from the dead, the word God says, you'll be saved. Well, do you know this is the same thing with all the other things in God's redemptive plans? We know that's the, the key to salvation, but it's also key to your healing. It's also key to your prosperity. Also key to your peace of mind and deliverance. So what am I saying? If, God, if you need to be delivered from something, remember the word of God says he came to destroy the works of darkness. And in fact, there's another script that talks about, I believe it's Acts 10 38, how it says that uh, Jesus of Nazareth came uh, with, the, with the Holy Spirit and with power, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. He delivered all those who are oppressed by the devil. So I can either believe that word or I can continue to be, try to seek deliverance. I already got it. Same thing for healing. I can either believe what God's word says with his stripes we were healed or I can continue just try, God, please heal me. Wait on God, please heal me. He's already done. It. He's all, we receive it by faith. So if we go back to Romans 10, 10, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be healed. You'll receive your healing. I should say you, you will receive your deliverance because it's already done. That's how you receive your prosperity. And when, and when it comes to prosperity, God will start giving you a plan or he'll start saying, hey, do this. Work on this. He'll give you a strategy, a plan to prosper. You are, we're in a win-win situation here. So that brings me to my next point. Beware of saying, I know what the word says, but I know, I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I know what the word says, and I, I, I heard that all my life. I, you can't fool me with the word. I, I already know what the word says, but when you say but, you have rejected the knowledge. When you say, but you know what? You rejected the truth. When you say, but you have believed a lie. It is just that simple. If you believe that, that, that if you keep your mind stayed on him, he'll give you perfect peace. You have peace of mind. If you believe it, you're going to act on it and you receive your perfect peace. But you got to believe and say. So what does that mean? In the middle of confusion, 
I'll say out of my mouth, God, I thank you that I have peace because you've already given it to me. Lord, and, and I, my, my body may be aching with pain, but I can say, you know what? God, I thank you that I'm already healed because you have already healed me. And I thank you, Lord, for my healing. You give him thanks because you already got it. You already got it. Now, let me say this. As a preacher, God is, it's really primarily my job to remind you of what God has already done for you. Um, my job is to remind you what the kingdom says and reveal the truth of God's word and also reveal how the enemy deceives us. That, that's my job. The scriptures tells us to do this. Be ye, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is a good, acceptable, perfect will of God. So what did I, what did I just say? When I preach the word. And if you take that word, you will renew your mind. And when you renew your mind, you begin to see things from God's perspective. You begin to see things out of God's point of view. So you begin to understand and see even what I'm teaching tonight. It has to be revelation. You know what? If anything's going on with my body, God, I thank you that I'm healed. Now, I don't care. Your experience may say I've been having this problem for 20 years, but God's word says you're healed. Now, what are you going to believe? You either will believe the truth of God's word or you will believe the lie. Or you may be saying, well, pastor, uh, me, me suffer from this situation for 20 years is not a lie. Well, it's, it's true that you may have been suffering for, from that infirmity or that issue for 20 years. That's a fact. The truth supersedes fact. The truth is by his stripes, you are healed. Are you going to believe the truth of God's word? Are you going to believe the facts of the symptoms? Symptoms can be changed. In fact, I'm reminded of the, of the scripture that says um, about how we look on the things that are seen because they're temporal, but the things that are unseen, they're eternal. If I can feel, taste, see, smell, that thing is temporal or subject to change. But if I can't see it, Faith is of the spirit realm. If I cannot see it, according to the scriptures, that's eternal. That is truth. So if I have pain in my body, if I am broke, if I'm needing deliverance, if I don't have peace of mind or guess what? I need to be saved. I need to believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that I'm delivered, that I'm healed, that, that Christ raised, uh, that God raised Jesus from the dead. Uh, 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 well, I need, need that's the first step, but all these other things, the word says I'm healed. The word says I'm delivered. The word tells me how to get peace of mind. I have to trust the word. The word of God must be the final authority. Once we realize that the word of God is the final authority, then guess what? We'll receive the thing that we believe in God for because we already got it. We already got it. Now, let me give you an example, because when the enemy does that to us, he try to suggest something else. Maybe we need to work a little harder here. That's really a great example of religion. Religion having a form of godliness, but deny the power there, thereof. The traditions of men, the word of God says, makes the word of God of no effect. Why? Because we're trying to do this religious thing and it looks religious. We lay our hands on the sick, but we don't expect them to recover. We just going through motions. But let me give you an example. Uh, one of the mistakes I made in the past. True story. 
I remember when I first began teaching, I, um, uh, my, my students were, a lot of them were getting in a lot of fights. And so it concerned me. So I know I have some, some type of authority and, and those who were in my class and in the area that I was teaching, I know I had some, some spiritual authority there. So I understood that. And I said, God, um, I thank you for not allowing my students to fight anymore. That was great. But then I added this second part, Lord, if you do this, if you do this for me, I will fast. I think it was like every Thursday. I will not eat lunch on every Thursday. Now, y'all know what happened. Out of all days or any time in my life, the school lunch has never, never smelled or tasted or it was so tempting to me. I was tempted every Thursday to get a school lunch. Why? Because I made a vow to the Lord that if I, that if he would, stop the kids, my students from, from fighting, I will fast on that day. Y'all know what? Some time went by. Y'all know what the enemy finally convinced me. That bet dog on school lunch looked and smelled so good. Now, you know, once again, school lunch has never been that good. But the enemy will tempt you any way he can to get you to break your vow. And so he convinced me and y'all, when I ate that first bite of that cheeseburger, oh, that cheeseburger, like it was the best cheeseburger in the world, somebody ran to my office. Then it was, Mr. Meredith, so-and-so is fighting. You all know you could have bought me for a nickel because I broke my vow. Because I broke my vow. See, let me tell you what, what, what really happened. When I made that vow, I gave access to the enemy. I put a condition on what I believe God for or what I asked God for. I didn't have to do that. I should have just said, God, you know, I thank you that my students will no longer fight. You will send ways of escape for them, Lord Jesus. You'll send someone their way that'll keep, and God would have honored that. But I had to be religious and add this vow to it. And when I, and, and so when I did that, that gave enemy access to tempt me. Tempt me to eat that, that doggone cheeseburger sandwich from, from, from at the school. Yes, this is a great example of religion. I didn't have to do that. Listen, I already had the request. The promise of God, a yes in him, amen. I already heard my request. In fact, the word God tells us, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But through all these, I think something like through prayer, supplication, let your requests be made known. Listen, the point is this. I didn't have to do all of that, you all. But when I made that vow, when I put religion in, it gave enemy a, a inroad to me and my thinking. And then it became temptation. Now, had I not done that, made that vow, I could have ate a five million doggone cheeseburgers. And it would have had nothing to do with the prayer. You all, this is a great example of how religion will keep us from doing the things that God has called us to do. That religious, that religious antic is, is, is once again, the enemy always try to get you something to do in the natural, like I did making that vow to, to fast when I already had the promise and the provision. I did that and, and, and the enemy gained access 
on something like a school lunch on Thursday. Now, this, this temptation only happened on Thursdays. The enemy is a legalist. He's legalistic. So you all, once again, what's the point here? You already got it. Don't let the enemy uh, get you to add anything to it. Listen, it's simply you believe God's word. Uh, uh, believe in your heart, confess your, with your mouth. What is that God said about you? You have it already. You all, once again, ladies and gentlemen, you already got it. Give God a hand clap of praise.